and we've landed on Mercury. So to start things off, I'm going to just do a quick little bit of mythology, and then we're going to be on to the significations of Mercury, the transits, and whatnot. But I think mythology is interesting, and especially since I study Hellenistic astrology, it has a really close tie to the mythology. So what is Hellenistic astrology? That basically just means that I study ancient Greco-Roman teachings of astrology. Sometimes these teachings can differ slightly than the more modern ones. So as the podcast goes on, I want you to keep in mind that if you hear anything that may conflict with what you typically know or what you typically study, it's just because I'm studying a different sect of astrology than what you might be used to. But with Mercury, it shouldn't be as prominent and shouldn't be as noticeable. But as we progress through the planets, you might notice like, hey, that's not typically what I've heard about this planet. And maybe that's just because I'm studying a different area of astrology is all. So for now, shouldn't be a big deal. But that is my disclaimer. I'm a Hellenistic astrologer. Don't know what else to tell you. Anyway, Mercury is associated with the Greek god Hermes. Hermes is seen as a messenger and often depicted with winged shoes. He was the messenger for all the gods, and he governed over things like wealth, good fortune, commerce, and even deception. So thieves, tricksters, shopkeepers, and merchants were all under the jurisdiction of Mercury. The day of the week that Mercury signifies is Wednesday. Wednesday is the middle of the week, and uh, Mercury got assigned this for a few different reasons. One of them being that Mercury is a go-between planet, meaning that it can travel between realms. So when it travels between realms, that means delivering messages from the gods to the mortals, the mortals to the gods, and also just, I guess in modern day, it would be more of your conscious and subconscious, which that's something we'll touch on later. Mercury being in the middle of the week is kind of perfect because it's smack dab in the middle. It can go up, it can go down, it can go back and forth, it can go either way. Wednesday's also said to be the day when we're the most productive, when we're working towards the end of the week and we've kind of shaken off the grogginess of the beginning of the week. By Wednesday, despite the whole hump day thing, by Wednesday, we're pretty much a well-oiled machine and we're really communicating and we're getting our work done. We're really trying to get through the week and get to the end. We're organized and we're efficient. So Wednesday being the height of the work week is why Mercury got that one. That's just some quick, real, real quick mythology for you. Nothing crazy, nothing in-depth. I just wanted to kind of go over that and just say, yes, Hermes, the Greek god, is associated with Mercury, the Roman god. Moving on to Mercury as a physical planet and a little bit about the transits of Mercury. Mercury is the second smallest planet, Pluto being the smallest. It is the planet that is closest to the sun. And it takes about 88 days to orbit the sun. So that means it stays in each sign for roughly two to four weeks. It takes about a year to travel through all 12 of the zodiac signs. And because it stays so close to the sun, your Mercury sign will never be more than one sign away from what the sun currently is. And this was a really cool thing I learned when I had first started studying astrology and you know doing people's charts and learning about them. So an example is, say you're a Taurus sun. You will either have an Aries Mercury a Taurus Mercury, or a Gemini Mercury. And this holds true for all the signs, no matter what sun sign you are. Go ahead and take a a look at your chart and see for yourself. You are either going to be your sun sign for your Mercury or the sign before or after it. Mercury is never more than one sign away from the sun. 
So that's just a really cool tip. So if you meet someone and they're Sagittarius, you know they're going to be one of three different Mercury signs just based on that. I like that. It's pretty cool. It's a fun trick that can kind of help you fine tune your skills in astrology. And when, if you're one of those people that likes to guess signs, this is a fun trick to kind of know, just to have up your sleeve when you're guessing things. The planet itself is said to be cold and dry, which speaks to the intelligent nature rather than the emotional nature of the planet. You would use the words cold and dry to describe someone without much emotion to their logic. So if we think about what that means as a planet, cold and dry. It just means facts. And we will see that the signs that this planet rules, they like facts. They aren't very emotional and they like facts. So actually, let's just get into that right now. First of all, they're the rulers of Gemini and Virgo. And I think some people would describe Gemini and especially Virgo as cold and dry. When placed in these signs, it's said to be in its domicile. So when you have a Gemini Mercury or a Virgo Mercury, the planet is in its domicile, which means Mercury's happy to be there. Mercury feels at home in those placements and it's going to be able to express itself naturally. Mercury experiences its exaltation in Virgo, which is another really happy placement. Again, Gemini and Virgo, amazing placements for Mercury because that's their natural ruler and it's going to feel comfy there. On the flip side though, you have uh, placements that Mercury doesn't favor and these are called detriment and fall. Mercury is in detriment when in Sagittarius and Pisces and it is in fall when it's in Pisces. If you have a Mercury placement in detriment or fall, don't be worried. Don't think it's the end of the world because it's definitely not. It's simply pointing towards an area that you may need to work a little harder at. It's an area of your life that doesn't come as naturally to you. So for instance, my Mercury is actually in Sagittarius, which would mean that it's in detriment. So I tend to be a fast talker. I really try to slow myself down, especially with the podcast. I try to be very deliberate in how I speak. I can move from idea to idea really fast and I can get my words jumbled sometimes. I have to really make like a really concentrated effort to slow myself down and hone in on what I'm conveying or what I'm trying to say. Sagittarius gives me that fire and that enthusiasm when I speak, but I do need to temper those flames at times. Like I need to calm that fire down in order to be able to really convey my message properly. And actually doing this podcast has helped with that. It's made me be a lot more aware of the way I speak. And I know I still, <laughs> I still talk very, very fast sometimes, but I will let you guys know I am working on it. So it's not all bad. It's just about knowing where your strengths and your weaknesses are. The next thing about Mercury is that it can experience joy, what's called joy, when it's positioned in the first house. The first house is considered to be the helm of the houses, and this is because any planets you have in the first house are pretty much going to be like a hat or a crown that you're wearing, and they signify like, this is who I am as a person, because the first house is the house of self. So again, Mercury can go in between worlds like we talked about. They can go between heaven and the underworld, the conscious and the subconscious. So Mercury is going to experience its joy in the first house because the first house straddles the horizon line, meaning that Mercury can go both above and below. So it's going to be happy there. Okay, to recap, Mercury will be happiest when placed in the first house or when it's placed under Gemini or Virgo. Mercury will be less happy if it's placed under Sagittarius or Pisces. 
Mercury is a little bit more of an air sign planet and it's associated with the wind or air in general, which makes sense because air is thought to be the element of ideas and intellect and all your thoughts. This planet is considered to neither be a malefic or benefic, which just means a good or a bad. In Hellenistic astrology, you have malefic and benefic planets, and the malefic planets, which are the more bad planets, I'll say, are Mars and Saturn, and the benefic planets, which are the more good, would be Jupiter and Venus. So Mercury actually falls in the middle, Again, they're the middleman, they're the go-between. Depending on where Mercury is in your chart and how it's situated depends if it is more good-leaning or more bad-leaning. So let's get into some of the actual significations of Mercury and what Mercury stands for as a planet. One of the first things is speech and writing. If you have a well-situated Mercury, you are likely to be a great storyteller or you're good at public speaking. People just like to listen to you and you have a way at conveying your thoughts and ideas that people just flock to. And if you're not a good speaker, you're a good writer. Basically, if you have a well-situated Mercury, you are good at any form of communication, whether it's writing, speaking, singing even. Any way that you communicate with others, you're probably good at it. In modern times, this means technology, phones, electronics, emails. All of that is under the jurisdiction of Mercury. So this is why Mercury retrograde is such a big deal. And you always hear people saying, you know, my electronics are on the fritz or try not to send too many uh, important emails during this time or make any really important decisions during this time because communication is backwards. It breaks down during retrograde and that's not good. (laughs) Transportation also falls under Mercury's rule. So as the messenger, he travels a lot. He's got those little winged shoes and he's always fluttering around. Very specific things like the postal service, large shipping trucks, or even personal vehicles are all ruled by Mercury. This is why we see so much havoc when retrograde hits. Even with people's cars and transportation, things like that, it's not just communication. Mercury seems to be this catch-all, has this huge umbrella that things fall under. So when retrograde hits, a lot of things get shaken up. Mercury also rules your intelligence and how you convey it, and also the way in which you like to learn. Translation and languages fall under this. An interesting one that Mercury is responsible for is contesting things and kind of being argumentative. Think of someone on a debate team. If you're on a debate team, that would generally mean you have good speech, you have good communication skills. Mercury is going to make you think about things. Mercury wants to know the how, the who, the what, the where, the why, all of it. If you're also someone who plays devil's advocate a lot, that's also probably meaning you have a prominent Mercury or a a very tricksy (laughs) Mercury. It also has traditional significations of bartering, the exchange of money, and everything commerce. It is neither a masculine or feminine planet. It takes on the gender of the sign that it's placed under. So this goes back to being neither a malefic or benefic. It can be pretty much whatever it wants to be. When placed under Gemini, it is a masculine sign. When placed under Virgo, it is a feminine sign. And I'm not talking about masculine and feminine in the traditional societal type roles. Don't think of it that way. It's more of the concept of light and dark, yin and yang. It's not 
the typical like, oh, they're a masculine person or they're a feminine person. No, no. Think of more light and dark. Think of it like that. It's also not diurnal or nocturnal. So what I mean by that is if it rises before the sun in your chart, it's considered to be a morning star. If it rises after the sun in your chart, it's considered to be an evening star. And this is the only planet that's able to do this. Again, it can go between worlds because it's a messenger. And this concept of being a morning star or an evening star has to do with the concept of sect in astrology. And sect has to do with whether you have a day chart or a night chart. And that's a whole completely different bag of worms that we will get into in another time. But for now, just know that Mercury pretty much has the ability to be whatever it wants. It has the ability to be good or bad, light or dark, masculine or feminine, day or night. It's all depending upon where it's situated in your birth chart, which is pretty cool. I like that it has such a a variability about it. And maybe that's just because I have a Sagittarius Mercury and that's something that I would like. I don't know. But I think it's interesting how Mercury can really flip-flop for people depending on where it's placed at. Mercury is a small planet, so it rules small things. Mercury is obsessed with the details, and we see that a little bit with Gemini, but absolutely we see it with Virgo. We all know Virgos are the perfectionists, so it's no wonder that Mercury is their ruler. The planet opposite Mercury is Jupiter, which is concerned with the big picture and expansion. So those two are very opposite of each other. Mercury works at the details. Jupiter makes the overall plan. Remember, opposites do not have to mean conflicting. They can come together over time, and you can learn to work with those things. I'm going to use myself as an example again. Sagittarius is ruled by Jupiter. So my Mercury is conflicting. It is opposite. But over time, I have learned that if I can slow myself down, if I can get my thoughts together, and if I can try to convey them in a half reasonable way, it's a beautiful thing. So I'm hoping that you can at least half understand this podcast. (laughs) So let's go into some of the more negative manifestations of Mercury. And when I say negative, I don't mean just the sign that it's under or whether it's day or night. I mean, if you have a lot of things stacked against you when it comes to Mercury. So if it manifests negatively, you'll be someone that's prone to nervousness or overthinking due to a really overactive mind. You can be sarcastic in the way that you communicate. And I know I am personally victim to this one. I don't think sarcasm is negative (laughs) all the time, but there are a lot of people who don't understand sarcasm or they take sarcasm the wrong way. So that is one thing when I'm communicating with people that I have to take in to account that not everyone realizes I'm very dry and I'm very sarcastic. You could also be more deceitful than most people. So if you have a really strong mercury, good or bad, either way, you could use it for good or you could use it for evil. Just think of some of the most prominent cult leaders or types like that. They were all extremely charismatic and they were all good speakers. They most likely had decently well-placed Mercuries, but they used those powers for not great things. (laughs) And that can happen. These people that have really awesome Mercuries can use their powers of persuasion to be sly or to commit crimes or trick people. So a lot of con artists will also have a really, really well-placed Mercury that they just kind of use and abuse. So that's really Mercury in a nutshell. We went through it quick. We went through it dirty, but we got through it. 
I just wanted to give you guys a really good baseline, concrete foundation for what Mercury is if you haven't, you know, studied it a lot or you just aren't familiar with it. So I hope you enjoyed this little Mercury 101 episode. This will get us ready to jump into how Mercury manifests within the signs over the next two weeks. As always, thank you guys for being here. Thank you for supporting me. If you want more moon content before next week, you can always find me on Instagram at moonmatters.astro. I love uh, seeing you guys pop up on my Instagram and, you know, saying hello. So drop by, say hi, give me some feedback on the podcast. I would adore to hear it because, again, I'm working on my Mercury. I'm working with my Sagittarius Mercury the best I can. Some days I hit the mark, some days I don't, but it's all about pushing forward and making progress. All right, I hope you guys have a great week. I will see you back here and we will start Aries through Virgo. I will see you then, my moon babies. 